and welcome to Crying on My Yoga Mat. My name is JD, and this podcast is all about building a community where, alongside amazing guests, we have real conversations about the low lows, celebrate the highs, and everything in between. I know what it's like to go through life feeling stuck and powerless to do anything about it. Here, you'll meet yourself where you are and learn tangible tools to help you become who you want to be while honoring the journey. You've gotten this far, so let's keep going together. Take a deep breath. Welcome back. This is the first official solo episode of Crying on My Yoga Mat. So let's just get into it. So I had a different topic in mind for this week, but a circumstance happened and I sussed out some stuff personally and thought, you know what, this might actually be a great opportunity to talk about this in case anyone experiences this. I'll start off talking about my personal experience and then later we'll get into the actionable tips to help us grow from here. So little backstory, I grew up an only child. My dad worked night shifts, so it was me and my mom most of the time. My mom was the main caretaker, disciplinary, all those tumultuous things. (laughs) So I am a super emotional human being. It's just who I am at my core. I am an Enneagram 4. If you know human design, I have an emotional authority, so lots of that. And when I would have large reactions or emotions and my mom was not in a capacity to engage with me in that time, I would be sent to my room. Now, I grew up in a mobile home under 600 square feet. My mom would love to say, and I love to repeat, that my room was smaller than a prison cell growing up, which was totally fine. I really, I really enjoyed it, actually. No shame in that. So, sent to my room, left to be with my emotion, on my own devices, whatever. The point is, I would be in my room alone with all of these big, huge emotions, and It's something that through counseling earlier in my 20s, the person counseling me pointed out to me that it was something that I engaged in with my then husband. So what would happen is when he would have extreme emotions that I couldn't handle, I would get him to leave the space. I'd be like, like, hang out in your office. Like, this is the living room is my space, whatever. Like, I can't handle what what you've got going on. So you need to go in that space. So that conversation with that counselor really opened my eyes to that and that helped me there. So let's fast forward several years to today. I'm in a different relationship. I have done more self-discovery since the previous situations. And what I've noticed now is when I perceive my partner having done something against me, I will alienate myself. I will isolate myself. I will go be in my office. I will shut down. I won't speak at Stonewall, all those terrible, (laughs) awful ways to respond to things that are just natural and innate to me. And I have the tendency to not come out of it until my partner or the quote unquote guilty party comes to me and speaks to me. And it's not just, oh, hey, how are you? No, I need the depth. I want to get to the nitty gritty. I want to problem solve right away. Like I want to be able to express the emotions that have just been stuck inside of me for the last 
hour to 36 hours, whatever it may be. And today, as I was thinking about this, I made the correlation of, oh, when I was a child and sent to my room with these strong emotions, when did I come out? Was it when my mom came to me and decided to like talk to me and to suss things out at that point? From my recollection, that is what it was. There may have also been times where I came out and had the discussion on my own, which I do sometimes in my current relationship. But it was a bit mind-blowing for me to see that reaction. During past conversations where my partner and I have discussed this, the, the fact that I isolate myself and this pattern that we have where I need him to come forward before I am able to come out of myself. It was really staggering to see the fact that I am still playing out this pattern that has been in my body and in my psyche for so many years. And so when Ryan asked me, what can he do so that we can help try to end or slow down this cycle, what I asked for is safety. What I asked for is that conversation that I have expressed needs to happen. That needs to happen sooner. And as much as I'm working on my side of trying to see when these patterns arise and keep myself safe, keep my younger self safe, in those moments where I am hurting and I've isolated myself, I am no longer almost 30-year-old JD. I am maybe 12-year-old JD inside of a husk of a 30-year-old. And maybe you can relate that some of these things that stick with us from childhood, and we don't even realize they're in our bodies, that they're there, that they've stuck with us, that we're still accidentally falling into this cycle that does not serve us anymore. Now, I understand that not everyone will have a loving container in which they're able to work through their childhood traumas. For many, this is a journey that will happen solo. And if that is you, please know you may be solo, but you are not alone. You are not alone in your experience. You are not alone in this struggle. You are loved. You are cherished. You are safe. You are held. And that safety is something that we have to garner for ourselves. It is up to me to make sure that my younger self feels safe, that she feels seen and heard and understood and held. That's on me. That's on me every single day to make sure that she is well adjusted. Because when she takes the wheel and I've shut down <laughs> for days, that doesn't serve anyone. Now, I understand this may be a very niche situation and maybe something you've never experienced but maybe there is some nuance in there that you do see yourself in that you do understand maybe it's a cycle that you accidentally perpetrate for others in our last episode with emmy shahal she suggested two really big steps to help us in life and the first one was self-compassion and self-acceptance and that is a big one in this scenario. When and if we see ourselves in this pattern or we see the pattern at all, it is not the next step to berate ourselves. It's not our step to judge ourselves. The next step is to accept that what is in that moment is 
what is coming in the next moment may and probably will be different. And to show ourselves compassion because very large chance the situation that you're in is not fair. Very large chance it is not fair to you what is happening or not fair to someone involved. So that's where we come in and we give ourselves that compassion because what is right now is, but it doesn't have to be what's next. And what is right now does not define you in totality. The next step that Emmy mentioned was feeling your emotions all the way through. So for me, as a super emotional person with an emotional authority, that is tricky. And I want to have further conversations on the podcast about this because there are so many intricacies to this. But for now, feeling your emotions all the way through means not purely berating yourself and moving on to the next thing. It means not shoving it down. It means not purely numbing. You don't have to fully sit and process everything in that time. You don't have to. If you'd like to, if it flows well for you, journal for 10 minutes. Journal for five minutes if that's what you have in you. Move your body, dance. Your body holds trauma in your hips. Move it around, stretch, sing, hum. The vibrations of our vocal cords are so healing. Pet your pet. Speak to your pet. If you are alone, but you have a pet, you have a spider in the corner, speak. Say it out loud. Do what they call word vomiting. Just let it come out. And don't hold too tightly on the emotion of the moment. That's somewhere where I get very stuck. And a reason that I stay stuck for days because I get so deep in an emotion that a torrent comes of more of that emotion or different memories or ruminations or whatever else. But we come back to that self-compassion. If we're holding a little too tightly onto that feeling, we have compassion for ourselves. I see a part of me is feeling this way. Are there other parts of me that aren't feeling this way right now? If there aren't, how can I just care for myself and love myself here in this moment? What will nourish me? What will bring me further? So, if there comes a time where your traumatized inner child is trying to take the reins, I offer you to meet that self with compassion. We're going to get so much deeper into these topics. Please do let me know if these topics resonate with you so that I know what to go further into in future episodes. You know, as counterintuitive as this may seem, it's not that we need to slap our inner child's hands away from the reins. Because sometimes what helps me come out of my stuck when my traumatized child self is hurting is to let her take the reins a little bit because deeply what she wants is love. She wants to be loved and held by those who care about her. She wants to be seen. She wants to be heard. She wants to know that the complexity of her emotions is allowed. And more than just being allowed, it's welcome. And the people who feel big things are some of the people who change the world. Because of the fact that I feel big things, I'm here. I'm speaking to you. So sometimes we've got to let that kid have the reins. Sometimes that will lower our stubbornness. Because if we give that inner child what they need in that moment, if we have that conversation with them where we get quiet and we get compassionate and accepting, what do we hear? 
that younger self need. A lot of the time for me, it's physical affection. When my walls come down, I am going in for a hug. I want to be held. Sometimes my brain is still stubborn. It still hurts. My heart is stuck. But the body knows what to do. The body truly knows what it wants when we're connected with it to a degree. Now, please hear me that that's not in totality. There are so many variances to that, so many nuances. For some, it's much easier to be connected to one's body. For others, it's traumatizing. So if you have the space to connect with your body and your inner child and all together, the consensus is that you need to be held. First, we hold ourselves. Chief among anything is we are there for ourselves. Give yourself a hug. Something very grounding that I do with myself when I need comforting is I rub my upper chest, my collarbone area. That's something that I do unknowingly sometimes. I also find it very grounding to just put a full hand on my lower stomach. Those are two places for me that feel very grounding and safe and help me anchor. For you, maybe it's a literal hug. Maybe you hug yourself. Maybe you have a stuffy that you hug. Not to say that it's easy or simple. Your support system may not be where mine is currently. I need you to hear right now that your situation can and very likely will change. You have within you what you need to get through and get past. Your inner child that feels they are locked in their bedroom, having to deal with their emotions by themselves, doesn't have to be alone because you're there. And you are never leaving. So my encouragement to you this week is to love on your stuck, traumatized inner child. Take moments throughout your week to pause. If there are times where your current age self maybe doesn't quite know why you responded that way, why your heart's beating quite the way it is at that message, why that wave of sadness just came over you, why something feels scarier than it ought to, take the time to connect with your inner self and see if in fact they are stuck in their bedroom. And if they are, you know what to do. Self-compassion, self-acceptance. Feel your feelings feel your emotions all the way through. It's hard, but you are not alone. This I promise you, because we're in it together. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media. You can tag me on Instagram at crying on my yoga mat so I can see what you're learning and loving about the show. Until next time.